to wrap your mind around what it was like 175 years ago. 1848. That's when this church was founded. That's four and a half times my lifetime. 1848. So I want to talk just for a minute about what it was like back then and about things that have happened since 1848. In 1848, the state of Wisconsin was just admitted as the 30th state in the United States. John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, died in 1848. Wyatt Earp was born in 1848. And gas lamps were just installed in the White House in 1848. Not even electricity. The U.S. Uh, census in 1850 counted 23 million people, and today there are over 300 million people in the United States. Our church has seen some stuff. Our church has been here through all of that. After the founding of this church, the Pony Express was established, West Virginia became a state, the Civil War was fought, the slaves were freed, the telephone was invented, Albert Einstein was born. Clarksburg gets electric lights downtown, and that didn't happen until 1889. In the year 1900, the first Clarksburg uh, streets were paved with brick, and then the Wright brothers. The picture of this church uh, is from 1909. After that, the Model T was made, silent movies, World War I. In the 1920s, women could finally vote. The television was invented. Then the Great Depression, World War II, Elvis Presley, the space race, MLK, Vietnam, Pac-Man. 1985, the most historic thing happened in 1985, Phil Wayman was born. <laughs> and then the Berlin Wall, the internet, the Hubble Space Telescope, Y2K, 9-11, COVID pandemic. This church has seen some stuff. A lot has happened since the founding of this church. And through God's grace and the faithfulness of his people, we are still here. In all that time, railroads and manufacturing and tin factories came into this area. Clarksburg grew and prospered and people were building big houses. And the population reached its peak of 35,000 people in the 1950s. And today, after an economic downturn, the population sits around 16,000. But 175 years is a long time. It's hard to even fathom a long time for a church to survive. But through this time, we haven't just been squeaking by. We have been on mission. You've heard a lot about that today. And if you go and look at these history exhibits, you'll see that the mission was the focal point of this church. If you look at the history of this church, we were working for the kingdom. And it all started on November 18th, 1848. A group of people came together and made this promise to each other. And this is our church covenant. It'll be up here on the screen. It says this. Having been as we trust, brought by divine grace to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and to give ourselves wholly to him, we do now solemnly and joyfully covenant with each other, to walk together in him with brotherly love and to his glory as our common Lord. 
We do therefore in his strength engage that we will exercise a mutual care as members one of another to promote the growth of the whole body in Christian knowledge, in holiness and comfort to the end that we may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. That to promote and secure this object, we will uphold the public worship of God and the ordinances of his house and hold constant communion with each other therein. That we cheerfully contribute of our property for the support of the poor and for the maintenance of faithful ministry of the gospel among us. That we will not omit closest and family religion at home, not allowing ourselves in the too common neglect of the great duty of religiously training up our children and those under our care, with a view to the service of Christ and the enjoyment of heaven. That we walk circumspectly in this world, and that we may win their souls, remembering that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, and that a city on a hill cannot be hid. That we will frequently exhort, and if occasion shall require, admonish another, according to Matthew 18, in the spirit of meekness, considering ourselves, lest we also be tempted. And that as in baptism, we have been buried with Christ and raised again so that there is a special obligation thenceforth to walk in the newness of life. May the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Right at the start, these people had a belief that God had called them to walk with him and each other, to covenant together, to promise together, to follow Jesus and be there for each other, to care for one another, to worship God together, and to share their resources in order to help the poor and the vulnerable. The promise to live out the gospel, not just in church, but as home as well. And to train up their children for Christ. To be a light of the world. And they promised to know each other enough that they could humbly hold each other accountable according to the scriptures. And do the hard work, not just a surface level communion, but real community together. Doing all this for the glory of God through the power of his blood, to please God in this body. Many, many churches have come and gone since November 18th, 1848. Many church families have gotten distracted, fell in love with themselves and their past, and let pride creep in, and then they tore each other apart over small disagreements, or they stopped holding up God's word as true and faithful, And today their doors are closed. Now, Clarksburg Baptist Church has never been perfect and never will be. There are no doubts that there are many faults and failures in our past and in our present. Things that we've repented over. But today, as we read this promise, the covenant that those people made to each other 175 years ago, we still make that promise today to each other and to God. I'm sure there are many disagreements along the way. 
Some people probably thought this church didn't need electric lights, right? They didn't need air conditioning. No, we don't need a projector. We don't need a website. But ultimately, the mission won out and the people pressed on. And through the years, in 175 years, there are many ways to do ministry and many methods were put in place. But the mission remains the same, to be the salt and the light of this world, a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people. And it's important to do things like we're doing today, to remember our history and to learn from it and to look back at what we have been given. But it's also supremely important to hand what we have to the next generation. And how do we do that? We empower them and we encourage them and we hand over responsibility to them and we don't hold it and we don't hoard it and we pray for them and we admonish them. See, the best way for us to honor the past is to remain focused on their mission. And they just told it to us. Our forefathers and mothers at CBC stepped out and did something new. They weren't perfect. They started a church family, though. And in a relatively small city, to be the light and to be the salt and to be a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people. And they sacrificed and they participated and they worked together. And they looked past their disagreements and their differences. And now we hold this wonderful thing called a church in our hands. Today is our time. This is our chance. They can't do anything now. They're gone and they're past and they're with their heavenly father in heaven. And what they did is over. And it's our time to take the baton that we have been given and to pass it on. They sacrificed. They participated. They worked together. They looked past their disagreements and differences. And now it's our chance to do that too. We can't rest on their accomplishments or get stuck in the way that they did things, but instead be laser-focused on the mission. We have to recommit ourselves through the power of Jesus to be a light, to be salt, to be a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people, to be there for one another through the power and love of Jesus Christ. So on this 175th anniversary, it's safe to say that this is an old church, right? I think after you reach like 120, you're allowed to just say it's old, right? 175 years. But it wasn't always this way. There was a day that it was just a dream of a few, something exciting and new. But God still does new things today. And he wants to use us in a new way, even right now, in our time. Isaiah 43, 18 says it this way. It says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
In this chapter, God was telling the people of Israel that Moses and Elijah and David all showed us who God is. But he tells them, don't get stuck worshiping the past. God is doing a new thing. And for them, that new thing was looking towards the coming Messiah. But for us today, the encouragement is not just to dwell on what God did in the past, but be excited about what God wants to do with us now. See, the same God that brought Israel out of Egypt and parted the sea, the same God that walked on water and healed the blind man is alive today, and he wants to do a new thing with us right now. So if this church is a garden, you don't get stuck just reminiscing about the beautiful flowers of the past. No, you tend to the garden now because God wants to spring up beauty all around us. He's still the same God, and he still has the power to work today. So on this 70, 175th anniversary, I came here to tell you that God is not done with us yet. The world is as dark as ever. People are still desperate and alone, and we have been given a mission to be light, to be salt, to be a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people, to be there for one another and love Jesus with all of our hearts. So thank you, God, for what we have. Thank you, God, for what you did. Thank you, church members that have gone on before us that have given us what we have today. We recognize this great gift. We won't waste it. We understand that God wants to use it right now, in 2023, to be light, to be salt, a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people, that we'll be there for one another and love Jesus with all our hearts. We won't waste our opportunity. We'll pass this thing on to the next generation, to our children and our children's children, and for decades to come, so that on our 200th anniversary, our 250th anniversary, people will look back and see what God did with us in our decades, in our time. Not so that our name might be recognized or someone might remember, but so that this thing that we have is thriving and there is hope in our community for years to come. And that they might see that God used us and that we were faithful and that we helped each other and empower the generation behind us to raise up and to take the reign. And we're not going to hold them down. We're going to give them a chance to lead us into the future. Because one day, I'll just be a memory. One day... I'll be on that collage and someone will look at what I was wearing and think it's weird. Or maybe my mustache is a little bit too big, David Holm. <laughs> you look great, you look great. But there's one day someone's going to look back at us and we're just going to be a memory. And what they will remember is that we did the mission. Not how we did it, but that we passed it on. And that we lived out the gospel. And our prayer is that the mission moves forward. A lot has happened since the start of this church. But God wants to do a new thing in our generation. In 2023, the gospel still works. And there are different challenges and there's different things to do. But 
If we would show the love of Jesus, the story of Jesus, the greatest story ever told, and we would get out of the way of all the different things that we could uh, talk about and talk and lift up the gospel, God will use us and he will draw all people to himself. A lot has happened since the beginning of this church, but God wants to do a new thing today, right now, because God is infinitely creative. And he might not do things the same way he does today as he did back then, but God still has a mission for us. And he wants to use us today. So let's get ready. With every head's bowed and eyes closed, we take a little bit of time to recommit to that covenant from 175 years ago that we might be the light, that we might be salt that flavors this earth, that we might be a city on a hill, a place of gospel hope for all people, no matter their creed, no matter their ethnicity, no matter their social or economic uh, standing, that we would be a people for our community and love each other and love God. And go. God, I pray that you might continue to use us, Lord. God, we don't take it for granted. We know it's not because of us. God, we can be tempted to look back in times like this and get prideful and, or to think that, that we're the reason, God, but it's not us. God, you know, even just the last three years, God, we came through a pandemic and just craziness. And I'm sure over and over throughout our history, there's been times of, of turmoil and sorrow and tumult, God, but you've brought us through. And God, I pray you help us to double down on reaching our community, our loving our community, and pointing them to Jesus with no strings attached. God, we thank you for what we have. God, I pray we never take it for granted. We never put our way or our preferences or our opinions in front of the mission, in front of gospel unity, in front of the family that you have given us here. As we continue in a, an attitude of prayer, I want to talk to just maybe a few people. Maybe you're here today and you're not sure that if you died today that heaven would be your home. You're not sure you have a relationship with God. What an amazing day to be able to look back and say, on the 175th anniversary of Clarksburg Baptist Church, I gave my life over to Jesus Christ. See, we've all got a problem, and that problem is known as sin. Ever since the beginning of time, man has chosen to do our way over God's way, and because of that, sin has flooded this world, and war and pain and disease and hurt and sorrow has eaten this world. But God gave us a way to get to him through Jesus Christ. All the Old Testament, they believe forward to the coming Messiah. And now we look back, seeing that Jesus came and he lived a perfect and a holy life. And he laid down his life on a cross that an innocent person might die for all of us guilty people. And you can put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today. Not your works, not church membership or baptism or giving money or any of those type of things. Simply the cross. Because Jesus didn't stay dead. On the third day, he rose again. 
bringing our salvation with him, breaking the chains of sin and death, and that is our hope today. You could call out to him. The words aren't important. It's not a magic prayer. You can call out to him saying, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know because of my sin that I deserve hell. God, forgive me. I put my faith in you. You can call out to him right now. 